and welcome to The Warrior Within the Woman. I'm your host, Pastor Lauren Daniel, and we welcome you again this week to another podcast episode. This week, I felt strongly that God wanted me to talk about the power of a martyr. In the world, we're seeing Christians martyred on a daily basis for the gospel. So today, I wanted to talk about the power of a martyr. In the early church, when the disciples were going out and preaching the gospel after Jesus ascended to heaven and going with the power of the Holy Spirit, we see them with this boldness and this wisdom from God. And they are, without a doubt, ready to walk forward in the calling that God has entrusted them. And they are not afraid of death. If you will give me a moment, I want to share with you the 12 disciples, the apostles of Jesus. These were his friends. These are the people that truly took his words to heart, that they wanted to be who God called them to be. And with that comes a conviction about ourselves that we are not afraid of death, that we are not afraid to give up our life for Jesus. We're not afraid to give up our life for the gospel. And the disciples, they took that seriously. Andrew was crucified, Bartholomew beaten and then crucified, James, the son of Alphaeus, stoned to death, James, son of Zebedee, beheaded, John, boiled in oil, but when they failed to kill him, he was exiled for his faith to die of old age, Judas, not Iscariot, but stoned to death, Matthias, stoned to death. Matthew speared to death, Peter crucified upside down, Philip crucified, Simon crucified, and Thomas speared to death. These were the men of God that followed Jesus with such an integrity that they were not afraid of what was to come. They were not afraid of the calling of God because they knew that what they had been entrusted with, the treasure that they had been entrusted with to share to all the world was greater. It was more important than their life, that the kingdom of God was worth it. In John chapter 12, verse 24, it says, Very truly I tell you, Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. As Christians in the 21st century, we have become accustomed to comfort. We've been accustomed to the freedom of going into our churches every Sunday and worshiping God freely. And thank God for the freedom we have in this country. But we have become so comfortable in our lives. That serving God truly does not mean sacrifice anymore. We're living in a world that killed these men. That killed them for the sheer fact that they loved the Lord and they wanted to see the kingdom message spread throughout the world. That is the world we're living in. But see, we have become different disciples. Life is short. The biggest lie that we have been fed is that do what makes you happy. What makes you happy? What makes you feel good? I believe that you were created for a specific time and a specific plan, but it has nothing to do with what makes you happy. I know, what an encouraging word, right? 
God made you, formed you in your mother's womb, created you in such a beautiful, magnificent, miraculous way. You were created for such an amazing purpose. Your purpose is going to be difficult at times. Your divine calling is going to challenge you, sister. It is going to require radical obedience. See, we don't teach that anymore. Your purpose is not always going to make you happy. See, in the Bible, it says, for the joy of the Lord will be your strength. I believe the scripture, it was meant for us that in the times we're not feeling happy. In the times that life gets hard and happiness is difficult to find, that this scripture means that the joy of the Lord, even when you're not happy, even when you're feeling desperate and in despair, God says in the joy of the Lord will be your strength. Sometimes your purpose will not always bring you happiness. We have to get out of this mindset. We have to stop believing the lies of the enemy that if it does not make you happy and if it's not comfortable, then it must not be from God. Sometimes you have to choose joy above your circumstance. Sister, sometimes the purpose and the divine calling is going to bring about radical obedience inside of you. It's going to challenge you. It is going to challenge you. Sometimes you're going to feel overwhelmed. But we have to get out of this mindset that we are going to always be happy. And when things get difficult and when things get hard, we run away. We back down. Satan does not want you to fulfill your calling. And he knows he can make things difficult and that you will back down. I'm here to put Satan on notice that we are no longer backing up when it gets difficult. We're no longer backing down when we feel unhappy because the joy of the Lord will be our strength. I am no longer worried about when times get rough and when the calling and the journey gets hard. Because listen, when God is in the middle of it and when you are in your purpose, when you are in that divine calling, even when happiness is nowhere to be found and you're going through a difficult season, we will never worry about if we're where God needs us to be. We have to understand that when things get rough, it doesn't mean that God is not in the midst of the storm. When it is changing you for the better and forcing you to be a better Christian, and a better disciple, and to die to yourself, that is hard. When it shows you the deepest areas of your life where you are weak, that is hard. God is still in the hard places. God is still in the difficult times. Do you think that God walked away from his disciples in the midst of their journey, in the midst of when they're dying for him? Absolutely not. But see, the disciples understood that it is not about them anymore. You see, we have been called to live as martyrs daily. To actively inspect our heart daily. When was the last time you sat down and you said, God, show me where I'm wrong. Show me what I need to change. Show me in my heart my downfall. Show me the sin 
that is hiding in the dark places of my heart and help me to shine light on those areas. When was the last time we asked God to inspect our heart? And today I want you to truly be honest with yourself, warrior of God. It is no longer about you. It's no longer about me. It is no longer about our comfort. It is no longer about what prayers God has answered and God has not answered. We have been called deeper to be a martyr for God, to die to ourselves. Today, I want to share with you two martyrdoms of a Christian life. The first one today I want to talk about is the one I think we all know about. The martyrdom of giving your life, your physical life, the last breath coming out of your body and dying for the cause of Christ. This is a kind that many people think of when they think of martyrs. We can think of the ultimate martyr, Jesus, and his sacrifice for us. His sacrifice of giving his life for our own. We can look at Paul's example in Acts chapter 21, verse 10 through 14. And it says, After we had been there a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his own hands and feet with it, and said, The Holy Spirit says, In this way the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When he would not be dissuaded, he gave up and said, The Lord's will be done. Paul was willing to be enslaved to give up his freedom and to even give up his life if that was the Lord's will. He knew that the cause for Christ, that the kingdom was far greater than the life he was living here on earth, that he had an eternity to look forward to. What an example of the willingness to give up their life. John Piper once said, I am wired by nature. To love the same toys that the world loves. I start to fit in. I start to love what others love. I start to call earth home. But you know it? Before you know it, I'm calling luxuries needs. And using my money just the way unbelievers do. I began to forget the war. I don't think much about people perishing. Missions and unreached people drop out of my mind. I stop dreaming about the triumphs of grace. I sink into a secular mindset that looks first to what man can do and not what God can do. It is a terrible sickness. And I thank God for those who have forced me again and again toward a wartime mindset. You are at war. Sister, you are at war, brother. We are in the midst of a spiritual warfare. 
And it is not time that we sit down and we begin twiddling our thumbs and not truly understanding the sacrifice Christ has called us to. That God, when he called you, when he picked you up out of the pit and set you on solid ground, when he spoke life into you and breathed breath into your lungs and brought you out a new creature, he is calling you to be a martyr. And honestly, we can say maybe not all of us will be required or called to be a physical martyr, a true martyr of giving up our life. But I want to talk to you about the second type of martyrdom for the Christian life. It is giving up your will. Many of us are not faced with life or death on a regular basis. Thank God. But this one, This is one we can all relate to. God is asking each and every one of us to give up our will. That is a difficult request, especially when we want to be healed. We want our prayers answered. We want all these good things, but we have to come to the end of ourselves and give up our will. Not our will, God, but yours be done. Forget the traditional plans of your life. It's not about what others want for you. It's not about what your vision board says. It's not about us anymore. In the world we're living in, we are showing our children to rely on this world. Get a good job and your problems will be taken care of. Marry this person and everything will be fine. And there's nothing wrong with getting a job or going to college or marrying the person God made for you. But we rarely mention to our children that God will take care of them no matter where he tells you to go. What if God's calling your child to missions? What if he's calling your child to be a pastor, a teacher? Don't get me wrong. I went to college. I'm married with my handsome husband and we have a beautiful child. I believe that is what God had for my life. But early on, I can remember my parents instilling in me to be radical, to choose a life that is ready to say, yes, God, I choose you above all else. I choose you, warrior of God. I'm challenging you today to follow God without hesitation, to teach your children to follow God without hesitation, no matter what money you get, no matter what it pays or what benefits, but teach them to follow God without hesitation, forgetting what others' opinions are of them. Because people's opinions change like the wind. But parents, instill in your children, no matter who you are, someone is not always going to like you. So don't live your life to please them. Because that is a goal that will never be reached. If we are not emphasizing the importance of obeying God in all that we do, we are doing it wrong. Leaders, if we are allowing our congregations to sit in our pews every Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, 
but not expressing the power of salvation, we are doing it wrong. Strive to be radical for God. Die to yourself. Die to your feelings of other people's opinions. It is time that we die to our will and sacrifice what we want out of this life. Last week, I spoke of Noah who waited 120 years for God. God spoke one time to him. What kind of radical faith that this man of God had to build a boat. If you look at the context of where he is in the Bible, they had never seen rain before. He is calling you woman of God that even though you haven't seen it yet, even if the rain has not come, Even if God has promised you something that you've never seen in your lifetime, be radical. Hold on to what God has told you. Following him without hesitation. Following him and saying, God, whatever you want out of my life, I want your will to be done. If parents consistently teach their children to go towards the comfortable, guess what? They will run when God asks them to do the uncomfortable. God is calling us to radical obedience. So radical that he's asking us to just die to ourselves today. I want to share with you today a story of a man named Polycarp. He was a priest during the Roman Empire and he had been a Christian since he was a child. But the Romans had not even gotten a chance to getting around to trying to kill him until he was in his 80s. He lived during the most formative era of the church, at the end of the age of the original apostles, when the church was making the critical transition to the second generation of believers. Tradition has it that he was even personally discipled by the apostle John. It is not clear exactly why he was suddenly at age 86 subject to arrest, but when he heard Roman officials were intent, On arresting him, he decided to wait for them at home. Panic-stricken friends pleaded with him to flee, so to calm them, he finally agreed to withdraw to a small estate outside of town. But while in prayer there, he received some sort of vision, and even to this day, we don't know what he saw. But he simply reported to his friends that he now understood that he must be burned alive. Roman soldiers eventually discovered Polycarp's whereabouts and came to his door. When his friends urged him to run, Polycarp replied, God's will be done. And he let the soldiers in. He was escorted to the local proconsul, where he was interrogated in front of a crowd of curious onlookers. But see, Polycarp seemed unfazed by the interrogation. They had decided that he would be thrown to wild beasts and he'd be burned at the stake and so on and so forth. But Polycarp just told them that while the proconsul's fire lasts but a little while, the fires of judgment reserved for the ungodly cannot be quenched. And Polycarp concluded, but why do you delay? Come, do what you will. Soldiers then grabbed him to nail him to a stake, but Polycarp stopped them. Leave me as I am, he said, for he who grants me to endure the fire will enable me also to remain on the pyre, unmoved, 
without the security you desire from nails. He prayed aloud. The fire was lit and his flesh was consumed. And the account concluded by saying that Polycarp's death was remembered by everyone. He, even, he is even spoken by the heathen in every place. Polycarp, he told them, you don't need to nail me. You don't need to secure me here because I will gladly stand on the fire for my God. What a powerful testament. I want to be like that. So today I have a simple question for you. I have a simple question for you. Will you be a martyr? Parents, will you live a life of martyrdom for your children to see and to look up to? Leaders, will you be a martyr? Teachers, will you be a martyr for your students to see the love of God on your life? Christians, will you be martyrs for God? My prayer today is, God, help us to be martyrs. Help us to be martyrs, God, that we are not afraid of death, but we are also not afraid of giving up our will, Lord, that it's not about us anymore. Help us to be radical, God. Help us to be martyrs for the cause of Christ. Help us to die to ourselves because the kingdom is worth it. The kingdom is worth it. There is power in the life of a martyr. Today, I challenge you to step out in faith, to step out of your comfort zone and let, let God chip away at the sin and the darkness in our hearts and let God bring forth something new. Thank you so much today for joining us on The Warrior Within the Woman. I am so thankful that you tuned in. I pray that God goes with you this week and that you truly see the miraculous joy and strength that comes from the Lord and that you will follow God without hesitation and without the worry of critics around you. And don't forget that there is power in the life of a martyr. God bless you all. I'll see you next week. Love you.